record this conversation. I keep the last song in Mulan is a girl worth fighting for and it immediately's like what do we want a girl worth fighting and then it like cuts off because they see the village is like I like burned that. to the ground but there I isn't like another song after that we could at least get a a finale but we don't that's true the only two that I've like had people comment in that TikTok was was Mo, uh, Moana because the reprise yeah and hercules and hercules is the only one i would actually say has has a song but even then like there is no song in um hercules between hold on let me look this up hercules sound track i feel like there's no song after um oh my gosh no I need to, and that's a gospel because even they have like five million gospel truths yeah there's like six of them throughout the whole movie <laughs> yeah which so I yeah because there's there's, there's no me, those songs make me the happiest woman any song from hercules though because i just yeah. hercules is my favorite disney movie but the gospel truth like each gospel truth or like whatever song they make me the happiest woman on the planet me too hearing lilius white Oh, amazing. Yeah. I okay, so it. also I got beef because so Catherine Ellis posted on or at Catherine Ellis, Katie Oxman posted on her Instagram story and was like, What types of like Disney princesses do we want to see like you know in the future and stuff? And a lot of them I feel like a lot of them were like when I was reading some of them, I was like, I don't think y'all have kept up with a lot of Disney movies. (laughs) And I hate saying that because like, they were correct. Like they were all correct. Like they're all valid because yeah, we do need more of them. But it was like, there was one that was like a mom slash queen that isn't like wicked or dead. And I'm like, princess and the frog, tangled. Like I was like- Brave. Brave. Like I'm, well, her mom was the villain at first in Brave, if we're I wouldn't say she's the villain. I'd say that they well, had the anti- a mother-daughter like spat. She was like the anti-hero situation. Yeah, but she's not a villain. Well, no, but I mean. Because the two of them end up working together. In Meredith's like- eyes, she was the villain at first, okay? Um, and then, which I hate Meredith, so like, she's. I don't mind Meredith. I don't like her. She's so whiny, like, <laughs> in like the worst way. But, no, like, I, I understood Meredith. I totally got her. I mean, like, I got her, but at the same time, like, rewatching it now, I hadn't seen it since I saw it in theaters, I'm pretty sure, because it wasn't my favorite, but mm-hmm. I think it's because it was Pixar. I'm not a big Pixar person. I'm very picky about Pixar movies, but I watched I it watched on my Soul the other day. Soul is so good. Soul literally made me weep so hard. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but I also love Inside Out, so, like, those two kind of go hand in hand, but... Then there was like another one that was like, um, I want like a woman of color who where the storyline doesn't focus solely on like her race and ethnicity and everything. And I was like, I am hearing you and like I'm listening and I agree, but are we going to discount the stories that are like different cultures? So like Raya and, you know, things like that. Like, I'm like, but does that, because it's not about their like culture, but it incorporate. like, I'm like, I don't know. 
there are now princesses who are women of color, like Raya and Tiana. And like, yeah, I was gonna say, I feel more. like Tiana, while it is very important that Tiana is a black woman, I wouldn't say that like her story revolves around it being. Didn't. A black woman. It didn't at all. I mean, granted, she was a frog for most of the movie. That's true. And I hated that. Like, I was like, can we get a sequel where she's like thriving in her restaurant? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, where she and Naveen are just like thriving. Literally, like, my friend Evan, she was like, I want, like, a cooking show. Like, I want, like, a Tiana cooking show. As, like, Disney, Disney shorts? That'd be so fun. Well, like, you know, like, the Tangled show? Mm-hmm. We want, like, a Princess and the Frog, but it's, like, a cooking show with Tiana. Like, I think that would be so fun. <laughs> I would watch that it. That would be fun. The they should do that at, like, Disneyland. They should. Well, that's the thing, though, is I want Tiana's place to be a restaurant at Disney World in Port Orleans. Like, I want them to build the restaurant in Disney Springs or in Port Orleans, because I think that that would get so many people. Like, I would go all the time. Well, in Disneyland, they've got the mint julep bar in New Orleans Square, and that has beignets and stuff. But nothing is like, Tiana does hang out around there, but it's not like- Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is like- well, and there's not really, like, a place where Tiana, like, hangs out in Disney World other than just, like, where all the princesses are in Magic Kingdom. So, like, I want outside of the parks where, like, Disney Springs and all the resorts are because there's a Port Orleans resort. So, like, and they have, like, beignets and whatever there. But I'm, like, but I want, like, Tiana's gumbo. Like, I want, like, mm-hmm. you know what I Like, I want Tiana's food. I want Tiana's place to be a real restaurant because you'll yeah. set it up in the movie for that to happen. And I then saw, I, well, here's the thing is I was watching a um, Dan Povenmire TikTok and somebody was like, love hey, him. love him. And he's the creator of um, Phineas and Ferb. Ferb my fave. Why there wasn't a, some toy that existed. And it was... I don't remember like a something Momo, Ducky Momo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, why, like, why don't they sell that? It makes no sense. Like, it seems perfect. And then he said that Disney has some, some contract where if it's being sold on, like in their thing as a product, they can't make it an actual product. And I don't know why. That's weird. Like, that's why there is no like Ducky Momo. But that's like that's a toy though. A restaurant should be different. Like they made Pizza Planet and did, Pizza Planet sucked though. That's they got rid of it because it sucked. It was like school style tiny little pizzas. They were disgusting, and the inside of the plate didn't even look like Pizza Planet. Like I went in and it just looked like an arcade that looked nothing like Pizza Planet. It just looked Disney- like their arcade in Disney Springs. At Disneyland, there's Pizza Port, which has been around for forever. Well, they should and change it to Pizza Planet. And it's not, yeah, it's it's more like cafeteria style. Like That's you go in, you pick up what you want. Yeah. Pick up what you want, and they have like they have like really good pastas there. And actually, their pizza was pretty amazing. Oh, can't, um, couldn't be Magic King or not Magic King Hollywood. And Studios. it was in Tomorrowland, and or it, it is in Tomorrowland, and it. I, I always liked it. It's kind of like the one place like, hey, we're going to Pizza Planet. Yeah, we're going to, or we're going to Pizza Port. Yeah, we're going to Pizza Port. But everybody ca- just kind of called it Pizza Planet because it was what it should be. It would be. Yeah. So I don't know but if like, there's those things where they can't 
do well but like restaurants shouldn't be the same as like a product like a restaurant is completely different because all they got to do is make a pizza restaurant and then slap pizza planet on it and it's I mean the planet and that's what they did and it sucked and I'm I, like okay y'all could have at least made the inside look a little bit like pizza planet I don't know why but part of me says it's like all to do with rights like who has the right is it like the story is it whoever came with the story whose idea was it who named it do we have the rights to this is this okay to do I think that's what it comes down to and also like they just don't want to pay more money they said we'd rather do this it's like the same reason I mean I don't know I've never been to Disney World but I feel like they they'd much rather build like they built the whole Ratatouille ride rather than just making like a French restaurant like, no, they've had they have a French restaurant in Disney. Like a French, like a ratatouille themed restaurant. No, but they have a French restaurant, and it's got ratatouille. It called, like, like they have, No, but then they have like an attachment, like gift shop, and it has all the ratatouille stuff in it. But that's the thing is like you can do like a gift shop connected to a restaurant rather than just like naming the restaurant Gusto's, or what are other ones? It's like. I don't know. It's like, it's like still, I think it all comes, part of me thinks it's like, it's like Bubba Gump. It's like that came from Forrest Gump and everyone goes right. there for Forrest Gump-ish things. I didn't even know that was a thing. I knew oh, about I, for, I knew about the This is the first time hearing. And then it wasn't until years later I'd watched Forrest Gump and I was like, Mm. I'm gonna be honest with you I hate Forrest Gump so. I don't like Forrest Gump either and this is the first time hearing that that's like a Forrest Gump thing I've been to Bubba Gump's like a couple times no Bubba Gump's is know. it's because so I, I've, I've seen the movie once I was bored I saw it once like ages ago I don't remember yeah. it. I did not like it but <laughs> in it it it's because like there's a restaurant in the movie between he and his friend Bubba they create a restaurant called Bubba Gump's and it's just oh. It, they said we'll make one and then they said we're gonna make a hundred of them and oh, no, it's like a whole chair and it's like what how did like it came out of the movie that's so strange it's so weird I, went to one, I think we went to one in like south carolina or something at some point i don't remember I, it but i've never been because i don't like seafood i hate seafood <laughs> Like, I keep hearing about, like, Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster, but I could never step foot in a Red Lobster because I can't. You know that, okay, but Red Lobster, it doesn't even smell like seafood because they have seafood, but they have so much other stuff. It's basically just, like, all the types of food. Like, when I go to Red Lobster, I get, like, pasta. (laughs) But it's the smell I can't get past. I've never smelled seafood in a Red Lobster. I'm, like, a thousand percent because I would not be able to do it either. Um, also, you can just like you can literally DoorDash Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. I could, although the closest one to me, there's one in Long Beach and there's one in. Well, then order it and then go pick it up. And I'm not gonna drive to Long Beach for Cheddar Bay. Oh no, sorry, that that was um Bubba Gump. Sorry, Bubba Gump. The closest there's one in Long Beach and there's one in Anaheim. Oh, well, the Cheddar Bay Biscuits are worth it. Let me tell you. Where's the one in Anaheim? Is it by, yeah, it's right by Disneyland. Everything that's like that, it's like by Disneyland. It's not connected to it, but it's right there. It's like right off, what's it, Catella? Yeah, right off Catella, um, which was funny. Uh, I saw this like meme. I want to say it was, oh, it must've been before his lot, like probably like February, March of 2020. 
because it was Jock Peterson was um, traded to the angels but the deal ended up falling through but somebody like posted a picture of the ump um like pointing and he's like looking toward like he and jack peterson are like looking towards where he's putting and they just put yeah so you're just gonna want to take the five south exit catella turn right or whatever and i was like that's funny love you jock now you are then he ended up the deal ended up falling through then he became a free agent now he's on the cubs he's just vibing (sighs) he's just vibing He's like, okay, cool. I got to go from Los Angeles to Chicago. Sick. Okay. He's <laughs> what like, I hate to be. We lost like, oh, we lost like so many of my favorites. We lost Jock. We lost Kike. We lost, well, those are the only two ones I really cared about. Uh, we also lost Pedro Baez and Alex Wood and like Ross Stripling. We lost a lot of people. Cody Bellinger coming back today though. So exciting. Last night's All game. All my guys are still with my team. So I'm not... <laughs> There was a um. I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> somebody made a meme. Ass contracts with the Yankees. <laughs> somebody made a meme of Trevor Bauer because he was wearing a shirt in like a post game interview, and he had put a piece of paper over it, and it just said, um, "Not my logo, don't find me." And then somebody like took that picture, like took off the words and then made it said, I miss my friends. And then it had like Bellinger and uh, Seager and Dustin May, like had all the people who were on the injured list off. And I was oh like, my God. I miss your friends too. I miss them. I just keep laughing at like the people, the men. I can't, I can't even say people. It's the men on the internet today that are like, Stanton's not on the roster. They're like asking to lose. And I'm like, they did fine at yesterday's game. <laughs> and he wasn't on the roster yesterday. Like, Last night's game was a true heartbreaker. I was telling you. The Yankees just keep winning. So, so I Well, the Dodgers have won 13 of the last 16, which is really nice after they had a terrible slump. Yeah. Um, they had like a month of like horrendous. Oh, the worst. But they, then they like something clicked finally. Um, but last night they were playing the Giants and so today we're today we're recording this is uh saturday may 29th um last night they played the giants and you know it was fine things are going okay and then in like this like things they were they just kept like one would score a run the next one and so it just kept uh keeping up and then i think even like the seventh or the eighth um san francisco scored like three runs and i was just like oh man (sighs) And then it was the bottom of the ninth. There were two outs. We had two people on. We were down by three. Austin Barnes comes to the plate and I'm like, okay, Austin Barnes, you're okay. Like I, at this point, I'm like, just don't make it miserable. Like, I just don't want a miserable game. Austin yeah. Barnes homers, like homers. It is tied. And then Albert Pujols, Pujols, I always misplace the L in saying his name. I say pool host, but it's Pujols. Um, he got up to bat. He fucking swung. And that shit would have been out. It should have been out. But the the man on the Giants, he, he timed his jump correctly, got his arm all the way back over the wall and ca- like fell backwards. Jesus and, Christ. And like, I was like, everybody thought it was out everybody was like oh my god he just got a walk off no 
This guy, he's laying on the ground. He's laying on the field. His glove is behind him and you just see white in his glove and it is heartbreaking. And then they lost it in the 10th. That's so Because of our lovely pool pen, bullpen. That's so funny. We've been recording for like 15 minutes and we haven't mentioned Broadway, which is fine. Who cares? This is just what what our thoughts and our souls are feeling. We mentioned Disney music. That counts. We did. Let's talk more about Disney music, okay? Okay. What is your favorite Disney movie musical? Hercules. Mm, me too. Hercules is my favorite Disney anything. I love Hercules. It's been my favorite most of my life. I that love movie Hercules. radicalized me as a child because I saw Meg and I was like, women. <laughs> I just that movie is so good like the song it's just so the good distance, the song go the distance is such a go the distance is my favorite song, song ever written it is a perfect song especially like, the reprise because like when you feel like lost like okay so in your 20s your early mid I'm probably sure for the rest of my 20s you feel so fucking lost and like I'm twenty clinical depression though. Mm, fair, <laughs> <laughs> but like you just feel so lost. Are you drinking? Are you? Did you eat raisin canes? No, I reheated my dad's chicken yolk curry from the other night, and then I have this from yesterday. I got. I just got toast last night, and so Do you actually like raisin canes. I don't like their chicken. I think it's like bland. I think it's so bland. I think it, there's it has no, flavor. no flavor. But I love the toast and the sauce. The That's sauce the only like reason that I even go. What? Mm-mm. When I was in Radford, the closest Canes was three hours away in Charlottesville, and I said, "I'm not going there. That's where the Nazis are." So I did not want to. Charlottesville, Virginia is where the Nazis are. I was not going to go. So I was like, I'm just going to stay here and just have Zaxby's as my alternative because Zaxby's is like the wannabe canes. And that was even in Blacksburg. Like that was at Virginia Tech. So I would have to drive like 20 minutes to go there, but I didn't mind. It was whatever. But here at home, I have a canes literally walking distance, like right behind my house. (laughs) So I... Always, like, I go all the time and I literally will just get like a couple pieces of toast, a thing of sauce, and then like a Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, that's my dinner. My brother, so In-N-Out has this thing called All Starring and it's when you go and um, open up a new store. Mm-hmm. So, cause you can't just like open up a new store with brand new people. Yeah. So he went to Texas for like six weeks and um, you can't, eat in and out for every meal for six weeks so he goes well you could people when I tell people that I used to like have a burger every single day like five shifts a week they'd be like are you insane I'm like I mean sometimes I would just have like a meat patty sometimes I would just have fries like I wouldn't have like a but to be fair to be fair it's funny because like I'm also taking off my nail polish while we talk about this so to be fair the food that I'm offered where I work now, I'm not going to say where it is, but where I work now, the food that I'm offered sucks. So I either don't eat and I just wait until I get off work or I will literally walk and like go and get, cause I like work downtown. So like I can go like pretty much anywhere and just, yeah. but 
I usually just don't eat. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you work at In-N-Out, you're not really eating your burger for you hear me doing enjoying this, this like no. a, okay okay you don't really eat I mean you can eat your burger for enjoyment but sometimes it's just like I need fuel sustenance yeah yeah so like that's what would happen um that's true I feel like I just need protein right now like I am I've been sweating I've been working because when you like in and out associates they earn their burger um anyway you all are like constantly like feeding people like there's like never yeah. people um but so my brother he goes because he was in texas he goes yeah we would always go to brazen canes and then they built one in anaheim i think was the first one they built like in the area and so that's where he went and i was like y'all ate this y'all enjoyed like, well, this the chicken, the chicken is my biggest beef with it Funnily enough, which yeah, I was gonna say, um, because it just doesn't have any flavor, but their toast and sauce is just so good. But like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, I love Cane. And where anyway. I'm from, Cane's is like a thick. Like, it's like everyone eats Cane's like all the time. Like, everyone gets it to cater their tailgate. Like, all that stuff. Like, it's crazy. That's wild. Like they have tailgate like combos interesting i don't and know what the like 40 strips of chicken and like a bunch of coleslaw and a bunch of to- like it's like crazy it's no so idea weird. what the equivalent of that would be here part of me just wants to say panera but don't know but or like, like because and there's this all there's also i think hold on let me count in my head there's at least four canes in lexington kentucky at least so it's a lot there's like a lot (laughs) um so back to hercules um the song go the distance is a perfect song it is alan mankin really popped off with that song alan mankin just be popping off all the time constantly when i saw audacity honestly like when i saw beauty and the beast at the hollywood bowl like in concert he came out at the very end and did like a whole Disney medley and it was so cool. Love him. There are certain things where I'm like, yeah, living in California, living in Southern California, living in the LA metropolitan area has its benefits sometimes. Meanwhile, I'm out here like, I saw Beauty and the Beast on tour when I was like 12. (laughs) Um, But the song Go the Distance is a perfect song. Yes. And listening to that like audio or that video of um, Jelani Aladdin sing it, utter perfection. Also, they're like talking about doing a live action Hercules movie. And I'm like, okay, just cast the public theater cast. Roger Bart as Hades. Hell. Are you kidding me? Because I love the original singing voice of Hercules. That's what I love so much about it. It's so good. perfect casting also roger bart being a villain amazing amazing i mean he was a villain in svu if you know you know <laughs> that 50 shades episode. i like roger bart i adore him so he, much. he um he and gary beach both reprised their roles um as carmen Gia and roger debris respectively in the producers of the hollywood bowl like awesome like, like two years before gary beach died r.i.p but yeah. First of all, okay, 
I need to talk about that. Thumbnail polish off. Oh, I got it. I need to talk about that production because. Sorry, I'm drinking a Coke Zero. That production of the producers of the Hollywood Bowl, it had Roger Bart as Carmen Gia, Gary Beach as Roger Debris. Yep. It had Richard Kind as Max Bialystok. I love Richard Kind. (laughs) It had um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson as Leo Bloom. Rebecca Romaine as... Ula and Dane Cook as Franz Liebkin. I love Dane Cook. When I tell you he was phenomenal as Franz Liebkin, yeah, I was bl- truly blown away. I adore Dane Cook. And here's okay. Do you want to know a really funny Dane Cook thing? Hmm. So there's this movie called Detention starring Josh Hutcherson, Dane Cook, and a couple other people that are just, like, random. Um, It's, like, a stupid, like, comedy slasher, like, situation. Comedy slasher? Like, you know, like, um, like, scary movie. Yeah, I know what a slasher movie is. Well, no, I'm saying, like, like, scary movie. Like, the movie's scary movie, like, one, two, it's like that. Like, it's a slasher. Yeah. So it's like that. It's hilarious. I highly recommend watching it. I haven't watched it in years, but like I highly recommend watching it. It's really funny. Um, so Dane Cook is in that. And I knew who Dane Cook was before I saw it. This, ha- this movie came out like 2013, I think. And so like I knew who Dane Cook was because like my sister liked them and all that jazz. But my friends had no idea who he was. And so I showed them this movie and they all developed a crush on Dane Cook. <laughs> Okay. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is weird. Like, especially because now Dane Cook. Dang it, for Josh Hutcherson. Like, we were all like, oh, a Josh Hutcherson movie. Perfect. And we were all watching it. And then, like, we came out of this movie. It wasn't, like, in theaters. Like, I just bought it or something on Amazon. And I showed it to my friends, and they were like, oh, my God, that one guy was really hot. If that tells you anything about me and my friends, we all love older men. And so it's just, like, we will literally see an older man that's, like, semi-attractive, and we're like, love that. <laughs> well Dane Cook is dating like a 20 year old it's weird so I have a chance so you're saying I have a <laughs> that's chance what I'm, that's what I'm here <laughs> I uh, found out yesterday because I told my so like everyone on the planet knows that like my sexual awakening of like old men was Harrison Ford mm. and my friend was telling me last night that hers was Gibbs in NCIS and I was like that was my sister's <laughs> is that is that Mark Harmon yes <laughs> and I was like you're valid girl because he's hot like he's still hot he still looks exactly the same as he always has and I love that side note the Dodgers just released their lineup for today's yeah. game yeah Gavin Lux is starting like is in the number one Katie's spot. crush truly <laughs> I'm in love with him. He's three years younger than me. I'm in love with him. Max Muncie, my guy. Justin Turner, which means that Mookie Betts isn't playing, Damn. which is fine. Um, oh. Cody Ballinger. Oh, oh, I know that is where he normally plays. I was getting his position mixed up with Corey Seager. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, my other love. Albert Pujols, Matt Beatty, Zach, Mc- oh, Zach McKentry's back too. Oh, look at you go. Oh, and then Julio Urias who won the series for us. 
We like orange. I do. I just bought two. I hate the color orange. I I don't think it's a real color. It like makes me want to gag. But like it's very. I don't know. Like there's something that like I'm into it on my nails right now. That color. This is gonna be a very like weird thing that I'm not. It that that color reminds me of something that like Midge Maisel would wear. Well, it's Essie. Um, check in to check out number five eighty two. Can we talk about nail polish color names and how they make? They no make funny. me laugh. <laughs> make it like at one point, just give give me a Pantone color number. I'm just like, say so you seem offended by that. Sometimes, sometimes I just like will buy nail polish based on what they're called. Like, I was trying to buy, like, a new bright pink because my other one, like, I had run out of my favorite one and they were, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I was like, oh, I just need another bright pink one. So I was looking at the SE because that's usually what I buy. And there was one that was, like, exactly the color I was wanting, but the one next to it was called, like, Bachelorette Bash. And I was like, I need to get that one. (laughs) It's like, that's the one that I want. (laughs) And then my friend Evan she makes fun of me for this one so she got me nail polish called taxi hopping and it is the ugliest shade of yellow but I'm obsessed with how it looks on my nails like I cannot get over how much I love it I wear it all the time now is it Um, is it like yellow cab yeah yeah love that color but with like a more like like a richness to it like I don't know how to explain it's like is it Essie Essie yeah I need to look at Essie and it's called like taxi hopping I think it's like the best color for my nails I'm obsessed with it um and then oh why does that look green it looks like a weird green but like it is yellow like it's like a real it's like genuine yellow Mm. but it's like I love it it's great for your nails like it's ugly in every other sense but like I love how it looks on my nails Hmm. highly recommend it kind of reminds me, in the bottle, it reminds me of the color, like, of Drizella and Cinderella, of the yellow in her dress. Or, like, that lighter green shade. The puke green? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what I just realized? What? We um never said hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared Souls <laughs> Baird. I'm Katie. I'm Jill. Today, you're getting just... Horrendous literally just our thoughts being shared literally the most random shit on the planet and you know what it's fine because we're filming two episodes today so next week you'll get something more substantial let's talk about like the broadway news this week what's happened i feel like like nothing's happened (laughs) let me go back back to the beginning back before the earth the sun the stars all in light is that the word um monday Town announced that it was returning on okay, September. Okay, that happened this week. <laughs> that happened Monday. <laughs> that was a Monday thing. Feels like it happened like three years ago. <laughs> it does. It does feel like it did happen. But yeah. It's interesting. It is a weird thing where I was just like, hmm, okay. I don't know. Something about it's just weird that they're going to be the first. Like, I don't, like, I've gotten, like, that makes sense bad. to me because, like, like they're like, nothing, we, like, we won the Tony last. Right. And it's like, I have nothing, like, hateful to say about it. I'm just like, I just think it's weird that they're going to be the first ones back. Part of me is, feels like it's going to be like, well, we just, we're the most recent Tony Award winning best musical. Valid. So there's that. 
which yeah I, I agree that it's like a weird choice to be the first one back I'm not mad at it I'm just like okay yeah, I'm not mad at it either but then I was like so poor Wicked and, <laughs> and you're just like well. Wicked and Hamilton and Lion King and Chicago they're all just totally like, oh. threw my uh my theory out of the out of the water they literally did they were like oh yeah we heard Katie talking about this <laughs> So we're going to just ruin her life really quick. Yeah. Um, Girl from the North Country announced it's returning on October 13th, but without Colton Ryan. Everyone knows how much I love Colton Ryan. It's just sad I'm because, like, sad. what's he doing? I was so excited to see him on Broadway. He'll come back, I'm sure. I've seen him in multiple regional theater things, and I haven't seen him on Broadway. I'm sure he'll come back. I know. I just wanted to see him in January. What is this whole Winnie the Pooh the musical thing? Okay, so it is life-size puppets. I want to discuss this. So it's an off-Broadway musicale. Um, and it's life-size puppetry. Which I think is interesting. Because it's not like, you know, like an Avenue Q situation or like King Kong. It's in between. <laughs> Okay. And I think that that's hilarious. But I don't know what life-size means because Winnie the Pooh, they're like toys, like they're stuffed animals. Yeah, and you can see them at the New York Public Library. Yeah, so like is it life-size in the sense that it is Avenue Q or is it life-size in the sense that they are like the size of humans, like at Disney World or something? I don't know. So this is what oh. Peter Mania's thing says. Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin, and their friends Piglet, Eeyore, Tigger, and more are coming to the stage in a new off-Broadway musical featuring the classic Disney songs of the Sherman Brothers. Winnie the Pooh, the new musical stage adaptation, okay, that's a lengthy name, yep. is developed by family entertainment creator John Rockefeller, whose puppetry is on display in Paddington Gets in a Jam and The Very Hungry Caterpillar Show. Featuring an all-new story set in the Hundred Acre Woods, the show will be performed with life-size puppetry and will have songs from Disney's Winnie the Pooh and Honey and the Honey Tree and Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day by Robert B. Sherman and Richard M. Sherman, as well as songs by original creator A.A. A. Milne. The run will take place at Theater Row beginning October 21st and is presented in association with Disney Theatrical Productions. I knew it was with Disney because Disney would not have been like cool with it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not like a Winnie the Pooh person. Um, like I'm not like a super big fan, but my friend Evan is like she loves Winnie the Pooh. That was like her entire childhood. So I sent her a couple articles about it and she thinks it's going to be good. And she's not a big musical fan. So I think that that's a good sign. <laughs> but I personally, like, I probably wouldn't see it. I would. I love puppetry. I think puppetry puppetry is so cool. It's not my thing. So I saw, so obviously I saw King Kong and I loved the puppetry. I'm so jealous because I wanted to see it so bad. And then I saw um, the Pasadena Playhouse production of Little Shop of Horrors and the way that was like a five-person puppet for Audrey too, it was phenomenal. There was a part where they were like even using they like and it was a lot of shadow play too. So I yeah. I find like puppetry and shadow play to be so inventive. I yeah. love it. Um, awesome. 
Oh, let's talk about the Hades Town band. Yes, they're great. Go on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you like had it pulled up or something? No. Um, okay, so they're like super awesome. I'm gonna read the thing. Let me find it. Hello, God. Um, so they posted, or they said. I saw it on Ivan Obelzato's um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. They said, we the Hadestown band recognize the exclusivity of the privilege that white musicians, white men in particular, have enjoyed on Broadway as chairholders, contract, con- contractors slash music coordinators and subs. As chairholders, we can change this narrative simply by choosing black POC and female subs from the vast pool of musicians NYC has to offer. When Broadway opens this fall, we will address this egress by pledging to appoint a minimum of two people of color out of five subs, at least one of whom will be Black African-American. Each of us will also choose a minimum of two self-identifying women. We seek to provide access to work on Broadway to BIPOC musicians who have never played or subbed on a Broadway show but are qualified to do so. We hope that other Broadway orchestras will do the same, and we hope that music coordinators will hire 50% BIPOC people as chairholders. Hiring just one black person, one person of color, or just one woman is tokenism. We want to create an inclusive, equitable community. And to achieve that, there cannot be any minority to speak of. Sincerely, the Hadestown Band. Mm-hmm. And, I think um, that's great. And I think, I think what people, so something I didn't understand is like how musicians are chosen, like pit musicians are chosen. It's mm-hmm. usually just like, a music director is hired and then they just hire whoever they want you don't like audition for it it's just like who do you know yeah so so if you only know certain people those are the people that are going to get the jobs right so I think like having this say we're making a conscious effort to hire these people I think it's great like it's it's like the system is like rooted in nepotism like it's like weird like I hate it yeah, well, I wouldn't call it nepotism. I'd call it favoritism. Well, it's nepotism. And, well, I wouldn't say favoritism, though, because it's nepotism, nepotism in the sense that it's like... implies that you are related to somebody. Well, yeah, but there's no word for just, like, friends, too. You know what I mean? Like, there should be a word. I don't know if there is. I'm sure there is. Idiot, but if you know the word, think, please let us know. I think we're just stupid. So we don't know the word. I haven't been in college in four years. <laughs> <laughs> I just graduated college and I know nothing. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I am very, very, very happy about it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. And then I would say like the biggest, one of the biggest stories of the week, we got a date for the Tony Awards. I wept. <laughs> <laughs> September 26th. I wanna... sent me an Instagram post and I responded with, oh <laughs> my God, <laughs> I'm thriving. <laughs> Which is very strange because usually if I send you something, you're like, I know I saw. I know, and you were the first person to tell me that the Tony set a date, so I was very proud of you. I was impressed. Well, I'm sorry. I'm three hours behind and wake up three hours after these things are published. I think when you sent it to me, I had just woken up because I had, like, work that day. And I wasn't did you sleep till noon? Yeah, because I probably wasn't going into work until 2.30, and I was going to be there until 11, so I was probably asleep. Mm. Okay. Also, I think it had, like, literally just been announced. That's also true. I think they like announced it at noon or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, okay, let's talk about this a little bit because they're gonna, I don't know how much of the, so they're splitting it into two parts. They're doing a- Two hours of the awards are gonna be on Paramount Plus and then two hours of like a special is gonna be on CBS. Yes. That's what it is. So does that mean that no awards are being presented on CBS? I believe so. So all of the awards are happening on- Yes. I hate that. Well, here's the thing though, is I understand why you hate it. I fully get it. And I fully agree. I think that putting it behind something you have to like pay for to stream is stupid. I think that's And that's not saying that cable isn't cable and like putting it on a network is more accessible than putting it on a streaming service. But you can also get a free trial to said streaming service. Yeah. But like Still, and usually you do like, and I'm gonna do a little trick here for Paramount Plus. Someone who's speaking from experience because I have Paramount Plus after your first week trial, if you go and hit cancel, sometimes it'll be like, Are you sure? We'll give you a month for free, <laughs> and then you hit redeem, and then you have a month for free. That happens I just- sometimes. I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that they're putting like the award because like, okay. I get why they're doing it from the um, standpoint of CBS. I get it because they are trying to get more people to get Paramount Plus. I completely get that. However, I think that it's absurd that they aren't putting them on both. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, oh, you can be like, oh, you can watch it on CBS and then watch it again on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I just because I'm someone I love rewatching the Tonys. So like, yeah, you know. I do too. But it's just it's it's okay. I <laughs> the night that or the night of the day that this was announced, I had half a bottle of an Angry Orchard and said, mm, "My time to speak so my truth." Much. <laughs> I had four TikTok links sent to me by Katie instead of her just saying, go look at my TikTok. (laughs) I am the world's biggest lightweight. I swear to God. But anyway, so I just started talking about how I feel about award shows in general, not just the Tonys, but like all award shows. Award shows exist to sell a product. They don't actually care about like, like, yes, they do celebrate the art form of whatever it is, but they televise them so that people will buy their product. Yeah. And they, te- and they do that so that they can have like the Tony Award winning best musical Hades Town to have that tag to make it seem like it's better than everything else that was um, a musical that year. I can't remember a single thing that came out in that season. King Kong. But I will say also... Because that is true, but I will also add that, like, that doesn't mean that you can't be excited about it and that you can't... I'm excited about that. And that the people nominated can't celebrate it. Because, no, like, what I'm it's saying such at all. an honor. Like, it's such, like, an incredible honor to have that. And I know, like, so many people who strive for it. And I hate when people... Not saying that you're doing this, because I know you're not, but, like, I hate when people discount awards. No, like, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is. I was just saying a blanket statement in general. It is an honor to win an award. Of any kind. Of any kind. It's an accolade. It's saying I put in a lot of work and this was, 
accepted and loved and cherished by this community that right. I'm working for. Right. However, producers, marketers, they use it as leverage yeah. to sell a product. Yeah. And yeah, it does sound nice that a show won best lead actor in a musical. But like my issue with awards, especially- I'm really excited when you said that. <laughs> My issue with awards, especially when it comes to art forms, is who's to say one is better than the other? No, I agree, because it is it is all subjective, and it's... Because the way, the one I, I made an example of in one of my TikToks was, we're really putting Tony Shalhoub against Ethan Slater. We're putting, right. we're right. putting those two against each other. They're both fantastic performers. In two very different ways. Yes, and like... I, and I saw both of them in those roles and they were both yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. However, Tony the Shalhoub is phenomenal in anything together. he does. What? Tony is, Tony Shalhoub is the greatest gift we've ever been given on this earth. And I stand by that statement. But what I'm saying is like having those two compete for the it's same- stupid. It's stupid. Ridiculous. And if we're gonna, and here's my, here's my main beef with the Tonys. I have wanted a best ensemble category for mm -hmm. years. And I think that this was the year to do it. And they did it. I think that we've been asking for it for so long and so many people have like been like, what the hell? And I think that this could have been their year to do it and they just didn't. And I'm like, okay. Or even last year, last year would have been amazing to do it too because of Hadestown. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't. Or two years ago at this point it's literally two years ago was the last time but yeah anyway so my my whole thing so here are my thoughts on it paramount plus yeah you can do a free trial whatever but i hate the fact that they are putting the award part yeah. they're making the award part the least accessible part of it because they're saying okay well what do we want and i and i, and I understand it from a business aspect yeah. because you want like it a lot of people makes sense as a mark like from marketing and business standpoint absolutely. it makes the most sense it makes the most sense and they're going to and i'm sure i have a feel like i'm positive that broadway's back is not just going to be the shows from the 1920 season no it'll be you like can't fill two hours of that Hey, well, you, you could can. if you only did Moulin Rouge. You could. You but absolutely You're not going to do could. the entirety of Moulin Rouge. You could if it was like a four Jill thing. You could. <laughs> <laughs> if they were like, Broadway's back for Jill Hayes, you could fill that two hours real quick with the 1920s. <laughs> um, but I'm you sure could literally put Aaron to me on Broadway. Here's what I would want. If Except that maybe the ones case. that didn't open like that's the thing it's like at what point are they going to draw a line like are they going to include ones that hadn't opened yet or had opened but weren't eligible i think it'll just be a mishmash of whoever is available and whoever wants to do it you know what i mean well everyone's gonna want to do it that's not necessarily true who wouldn't want to do it what shows wouldn't want to do it i don't know but i just think that not every show would do it i don't know highly disagree um, anyways here's what here's what I would want though if it was just like a two hours of just like what Jill wants from the 1920 season 
I would want it to be Aaron Devane and Ashley Loren belting their faces off. And then the whole ensemble of Moulin Rouge performing backstage romance 15 times. Okay. And then I want the end of it to be Ricky, Tam, and Saw coming out and doing the like, you know, like at the end in the encore when they do their little part. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite part of the whole show is Ricky Sam and Ricky Tam and Saw doing the um their part in the encore. I don't know what it is, but it brings me so much joy. <laughs> okay. If you've seen Milan Rouge, you know what I'm talking about because it's so cute. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I'm very excited about this, but I'm also just like because mm. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I totally understand from a business side because people watch the performances more than they'll watch like the awards aspect. Yeah. And so, and they want to like incorporate as much as they can. So they want to make that the most accessible because Broadway's coming back. So here, buy tickets to these shows. I get it. I get it. However, just yeah. make it four hours long on CBS if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. <sighs> anyway that's what happened this week so i hope you enjoyed our talk about raisin canes and hercules and uh, the Random show. <laughs> that's what you're getting this week uh jill where can people find us online um i'm instagram and tiktok at thoughts shared podcast and Where's i'm at thinking? jill hayes um, say it again say what again the whole thing the whole thing there was a ticking oh um at thoughts shared podcast on instagram and tiktok and then i am at it's jill hayes on all social media platforms all right and if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at complete katie or on tiktok at katie fornia it's a fun time come hang out with us <sighs> goodbye